Today is February 24th, the birthday of Bill Dickey. Let's talk Yanks. Might not be his birthday. Happy birthday, Jess. Happy birthday to my cousin. Talking Yanks with old John Boy. John Boy and Jake. Recaps galore. Hello and welcome to Talking Yanks, brought to you by Seat Geek. My name is Jimmy. Sitting next to me is Jake. And in the corner, we have producer BBD. Stands for Bug Bug Dude, in case you forgot. And Jake's wearing a necklace that has a J on it. Tell him more about it. Uh, it's a big letter for me. It's the first letter of my name. And? And it was $4 on Amazon. And we're getting him for everyone in the office whose name starts with First J. letter of your name, Jess's name, my dog, Judel. Um, hey, everyone. Happy Thursday. Hope your week's going well. Hope we can start bringing you into the weekend with this 1946 hit, The Dixter. Um, I'm good, man. I'm good. It's, uh, you know... In theory, we have a fake deadline for baseball to make something happen it's next Monday. Uh, MLB has been meeting for a couple days. If you've been following us with uh, talking baseball, we've been all over that. We had uh, Ian Happ and Jeff Passan on yesterday. Uh, John Boy Media beat reporter Ian Happ. He also does some work for the Cubs. Uh, <laughs> Jeff Passan. Funny joke. Thank you. Uh Jeff Passan, uh, baseball guy, I guess. Um, so we'll see. I mean, in there's a world where we have crazy news in the next seven days or so. There's a world where we have bad news for baseball fans in the next week or so. So buckle up. If I had to place my bet on DraftKings.com, Yeesh. I would put the house on we're missing opening day and games two houses because mlb said the deadline's the 28th and uh otherwise we're gonna miss games and mlb pa said that's not our deadline so sounds like we're missing games deadline well mlb is gonna stand by it no that's the first deadline they're going to do a first deadline, then they're not going to talk for 28 hours, and then they're going to make a real deadline and then do it again. I think if they figured it out March like 2nd or 3rd. It's a deadline it for a deadline. At the same time, the players have said they would need more than that amount of time to be Both ready. sides are basically excited to miss games. It's a deadline off. Both, both sides, I wouldn't say excited to miss games, view that as leverage for them. Yes, yeah, so using a little hyperbole. They're excited, but they're like, I don't care. Hyperbole. Yeah. People like to make you look wrong. It's true. 
Uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, place that bet, or place just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. Promo code John Boy, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sportsbook partner of the NBA, must be 21 plus, physically present in New York. Eligibility restrictions apply, minimum $5 deposit. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full details. Gambling problem, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. I've been gambling a lot. How are you doing? Pretty good. That's great. Yeah. I played some bets on the Yankees last show, right? I think so, right? Judge? I looked into it, right? Judge home run leader? Was that it? Yes, and, oh, and uh, the AL East to provide the best record. Right. That's a good one. It's a good bet. Is that AL only or every every division? Um, The World Series winning division. Oh, okay, so it's the World Series winner to come out of the AL East. I don't like to bet that much anymore. Yeah. But I did put... Money down on that. Well, depending where the playoffs land, they that could seems have like, like the odds should be much higher mm-hmm. than what I got. AL East World Series 2022 winning division. AL East plus 255. So you think you should have, you should make more money on your bet or less money on your bet? More. Okay. I mean, depending how the playoff format lands, the Aliens could have four teams out of seven. So it's true. It's true. <clears throat> that turns into and decent then, odds. Uh, I put ten dollars on Aaron Judge to have the most regular season home runs. Done. And that is a nice return. That is plus thirteen hundred. Nice. So we're betting. We're betting. Uh, Bill Dickey, nickname the man nobody knows. Yeah, how about that? So I don't know how we're gonna do this episode talking about him. Right. This is it's really so tricky. Yeah. So tricky, Bill Dickey. How do you get that nickname? Nobody knows. I mean, that's you know, we see a lot of baseball reference nicknames and the man nobody knows as a Hall of Fame catcher. That's a little bit of a whirlwind right off the rip. Yeah, I I just went to the two places where I usually get my uh, nickname origins yeah. on Baseball Reference, but Saber. And, <clears throat> and uh, because of his aloofness and monochromatic personality. So it sounds like DJ LeMayu. Yeah, right? Isn't that... I mean, it it absolutely makes sense, but it's kind of funny. Mm, like, DJ's not monochromatic. I, I, monochromatic, I was thinking monotone. Right. But no, monochromatic means black or white, never any in the middle, just like a yes or no. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe okay. Um, okay, monochromatic Bill Dickey. Um, yeah, as we go back in Yankees history and see a, a lot of these guys we don't know, like, it seems, you know, Babe Ruth. Everyone knows the stories about Babe Ruth. Louisiana Lightning. Like, I think that nickname tied in because he was electrifying on the mound and he's, you know, LSU guy. Yes. Louisiana guy. Um, Bill Dickey, I don't know. I'm excited to find out. And it's funny, we've done a lot of these historic, uh, like, Yankees teams and stuff, and it's hard to... <laughs> The Yankees catchers, there's a lot of good ones, but Bill Dickey has <laughs> like a a really good base in baseball history. Eleven time All Star, Hall of Famer. How many of those were double All Stars? 
How many of those were double also? They did like two in a season, you know? Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Looks like zero. That's awesome. Because Yogi has like more all-star games than seasons or something like that. Like, because they used to do it in the middle of the year and then at the end of the year. I don't know. Forget. Yeah, he, uh, in 59, 60, and 61, Yogi had double all-star games. Hell yeah. So that must have been like a three-year stretch or something. They did that. You know what Bill Dickey also had in What's common that? with Yogi? Bill. What was that last part? Do you know what Bill Dickey also had in common with Yogi? Bill? What's that? They catchers. both were managers and catchers. And catchers. Bill Dickey was a player manager for like one year. I mean, we have a lot. Of, we have a whole story to tell. Do you yeah. want to get into it? I think so. His brother, George Dickey, also played baseball. I think that should be. Is his last name Dickey? Yeah. Are the, is that falling out of common? At a, you know, I still see the last name Dick every now and then, but Dickey is funnier. The last name Dick? Yeah, I've seen that. I feel like I've seen Dickey more than Dick. First name Dick? First name Dick, fairly common. If I go to baseball reference right now and I type in Dick, how much stuff comes up? R.A. Dickey, Dick Allen. Corey Dickerson, Dickie Thon, Dick Schofield, Alex Dickerson, Dick McAuliffe, mm. Murray Dixon, Murray, Dick Hauser, Dick McBride. Dick McBride is a... You like that. That did something for you. Ooh, there's a better one. Dick Sisler. <laughs> oh, wow. Look at Dick McBride. I think, BBD, I think you have... This is... Ooh... Iconic. Yeah, look at him. Dick McBride. Some of the best mutton chops you'll ever see. Yeah, it's a good look. Uh, Dick Sisler's a good name. Dick Sisler. <laughs> you like that? Yeah, sure do. Okay. Um, Bill Dickey, you ready? I think I'm ready. First line of great Yankees catchers, the epitome of Yankee pride. That's what it says on his plaque. Bill Dickey is basically the godfather of Yankee catchers, so it's weird he doesn't seem to get as much space in Yankee mm. canon as players like Bill or Lou Gehrig and Mickey Mantle. That's because he needs a nickname like the godfather of Yankees catchers, not the forgotten. The man nobody knows. But well, it seems pretty knows. clear why he's not you know, in Yankees lore. Yeah. Nobody knew him. Now we're going to find out. We're going to tell, tell this guy's story, you know? His years as a Yankee player and coach can be seen as a bridge that connects the great Yankee teams of those years. He was born on June 6, 1907 in Bastrop, Louisiana. So he's not, mm. it's not his birthday today. No. Son of uh, Johnny Hard Dick and Laura Ann Dickey. What's his dad's name? Johnny Hard Dick. John Hardy Dickey. I took the Y after Hardy and put it on the Johnny and made it a much better name. Mm. John Hardy Dickey sucks. Johnny Hard Dick. Johnny Hard Dickey is awesome. Uh, lifelong Arkansan. Born in Louisiana, so that's a little tricky for me. Well, my brother was born in Australia. Right. He lived there for two weeks. But he doesn't say I'm a lifelong... We, if he only moved, if he only moved once, you you would. 
Can I don't you? know. He could have he could have been in Louisiana for like three years. Sure. Lifelong starts once you start like elementary school. Yeah. School. Like where you live before I think first. That's grade. open for conversation. Doesn't have to happen now. Go check out JJR. Good episode yesterday. He came from a baseball family. His father and older brother played semi pro in Arkansas. And his younger brother, George Skeety. Okay, so his dad was hard dicky, and his brother was Skeet Dicky. Are these jokes? Is Erica putting joke names in the notes? I mean, you, to be fair, you've altered the hard dicky name, John Hardy Dicky. Uh, but to be fair, altered it for the better. George Skeet's Dicky, I can't defend. And now it may seem like Erica is pulling a prank on us on episode 699. Your yarn is getting spun. Please don't talk about my yarn (laughs) on the air. I'd prefer that. Uh, Nice picture here of Skeets and Bill Dickey. Skeeter Dick. This is your kind of picture, Jim. We've got a pair of brothers sitting here matching outfits, doing matching poses. It is a good picture. Do you want to throw it out for the people? I think so. I think they'd like that. BBD? Looks like it's signed by Bill Dickey, too. Can you show them the picture of the brothers catching? Should also say Bill Dickey. Bats left, throws right. Always like that. Skeets and Bill Dickey is the caption of that. Bill Dickey. Not sure why Skeets is wearing a Yankee uniform. He never played. Well, he's just wearing his brother's clothes. Really likes it. I feel like we're ready for Skeets to come back is like a name that someone gets called. No? I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready. Okay. I'm going to um, tread on your little brother. This next picture I want to show the people, but I wish I could like open it in a new tab. Sure. All right. He's a lifelong Arkansan guy. Dickie wasn't born in Arkansas, but he always considered himself an Arkansan. He was born in Bastrop, Louisiana, near the Arkansas-Louisiana border. His family settled in Little Rock when he was a teenager. Mm. Arkansas is a baseball history hotspot. It may seem random that Bill Dickey is from Arkansas, but his roots actually connect him to the extensive baseball history in Hot Springs. Wow. And then it says Hot Springs warrants and baseball warrants own episode. Okay. Hot Springs is known as the birthplace of spring training and was a destination for major leaguers, Negro League stars, and amateur players in the first half of the 20th century. The thermal waters were believed to have healing powers that ball players could benefit from. I mean... Is this Babe Ruth in a bathtub? That picture feels like Babe Ruth in a bathtub with beers. Like, it seems like there's stuff in the bathtub with them. But this picture... I mean, I'm assuming it ties back to the Arkansas stuff we just talked about. What does that say? To my Supton. To my pals, Greg and Molly. And Billy. Something like that. With best wishes. And it's a picture of George Herman Ruth, a.k.a. Babe Ruth, in a bathtub. So that's what he signed? To my pals. He sent that to someone? A picture of him taking a bath in like a shanty (laughs) bathtub and signed it? (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks George and best wishes from Babe Ruth. Jim, let me give you a little bit of a rundown on Wild Bill Dick. He's just here. in a shitty bathtub, and he 
Like he had someone take that picture at the time. That was a nice bathtub. No, I don't think so. Yes. No, I'm watching the Gilded Age. I kind of I know a lot about nice things. Also watching the Gilded Age. I know a lot about bad things. Bill Dickey was a big for a catcher. 6-1 or 6-2. 200 pounds. Hit left-handed. Did most things left-handed. Me and BBD just had Taylor Hearn on. We did the all-time lefties draft on Wake and Jake. Was probably ambidextrous or amphibious, as Yogi would say. Ooh, outwardly amiable. Outwardly agreeable? Does that mean agreeable? BBD is kind of our words guy. Uh, it means like friendly. Okay. Pleasant. Low key and often came across as bland and quiet. Mm. Felt like the bland was tough there. Teammates would give him shit about being a slow runner. Dickie said he chose catcher because he was too slow to play anywhere else. Same with Jorge Posada. Yeah, former second baseman, Jorge Posada. I think Jorge's quote is like, uh, my ass didn't fit at second base. Yeah. It is something like like that, but not that. We'll ask George sometime. Not George Dickey. Skeets. Skeets. How Bill Dickey was originally scouted. Oh, my God. Dickey Dickey explains on an old radio interview, uh, a.k.a. John Boy Porn. Audience I mean, I'm so excited to hear. I'm so excited to hear how he sounds. So this is how he, him telling how he was scouted. He's telling a story. Old radio. How was it? He got. You started with the Yankees in 1928. How did you get to the Yankees? Well, I was going to Little Rock College. In fact, I was in last. They had a high school too. I was in last grade of high school, and we had a little baseball team out there. I was a pitcher, and Jimmy Foley was a catcher, and every Sunday he'd catch for Bruce Lumbercombe. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> no, every Sunday he'd go to Hot Springs and catch. And Bruce Lumbercombe, they offered him a little more money to catch for them, so he asked me to go catch for him at Hot Springs so he could make a little more money. Yes, yes. And I went over there, I was... Uh, I just turned 17. I told him, I said, well, Jim, I can't catch him. I said, the pro ball is too fast. He says, oh, you'll do all right. So I went over there, and I caught three or four ball games. And, uh, so the yes, travelers here at Little Rock sign. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I can't listen anymore. All right, so we figured that's... out that guy's interview style. <laughs> I can't wait to do that to someone. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I'll still here, Bill. Keep going. That's what he meant. Like, yeah, we're, I'm still listening. Man. Let's, let's listen for one more. Uh, and I was with them, and then they sold me to the Yankees. And, and, the, and the Travelers, Mr. Dickey, was a minor league team. Yeah. And the, Class double-A baseball. Double-A baseball. See, they had a bunch of minor leagues back in those days. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um... That was so not an actual story. That was good. He got asked to play, basically. <laughs> so you played baseball and someone played baseball found and you. someone was like, hey, you want to come here and catch these pitchers? You want to play more baseball. I said I couldn't do it. It was too fast. And they said you could do it. So I don't know. God. He played for his high school baseball team in Searcy, Arkansas. 
As a pitcher, later enrolled at Little Rock College, where he played guard for the football team and pitched for the baseball team. In mm. 1925, Dickey was filling in at catcher for a friend. This is what we just heard. Right. His powerful throwing arm caught the eye of Little Rock Travelers, double-A team. By the seventh inning, Blackburn, the manager of the team, was so impressed he called Dickey over to offer him a contract to play for the Travelers. Dickey signed on the spot. Probably signed a bad deal. Yeah. St. Louis Cardinals had dispatched a scout to Hot Springs to sign a different player. The Cardinals scout was late to the game due to a flat tire, and the Little Rock Travelers were able to sign Dickey before the Cardinal scout arrived. Who knows if he would have signed him? He wasn't going to scout Dickey. That seems a little presumptuous. No, that's a... The Cardinal scout regretted this. Yeah, that's one of those, you never know. Life works in mysterious ways. After playing for the Travelers for two years, New York Yankees purchased Dickey from the Little Rock Travelers for twelve grand. Seems nice. Yes. 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 Thank you. I've got him talking. Just keep him going. Thank you. Yes. I haven't been doing uh, show Walters. Thank That's you. That's Thank you. Uh, he was known for his stellar defense, strong and accurate throwing arm, and his ability to work well with pitchers. He was all business on the field. In 1931, he became the first catcher in history to go an entire season with no passed balls. Mm. That's pretty cool. Definitely a couple late in the season, and the scorekeeper was like, I can't do that to old Bill. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's wild pitch. Yeah. He was one of the first catchers to adopt a one-handed catching technique, a technique more <laughs> difficult in Dickey's day due to the smaller, less flexible pitcher's mitts that guys used back then. It's kind of it's kind of cool. Changed the game. What do you think he did with his other hand? So let's see. I mean, they basically just Yeah, if you watch like Yogi, he kind of right. does that still. They're here. So I mean, he definitely wasn't around the back, right? No. I wonder if I have him just hanging out. Just people hanging. at the you have him elevated. You have him kind of kimberling. Yeah. yeah. I wonder Ooh, dude, if he. Uh, I wonder lot. if there was any like lazy stuff. Like if you're the first catcher to go from here to anywhere else, and he's aloof, doesn't have a personality. Nobody right. knows him. This is his quote. You want to read this in his voice? Uh, yeah. One second. I'm replying some to Taylor Hearn really quick. What do you say? Uh, they're posting the poll of, he posted a poll on who won the draft. And right now, uh, I'm getting 8% of the vote, which just feels a little low. I might go vote. So in the, I don't want to spoil the draft, I guess. Go check it out. Um, so I'm giving Ed Barrow's quote on our, or Dickie's quote on himself. I mean... Dickie's yeah, quote on himself. Hearn crushed you. Okay. BBD, a nice second place finish. Okay. BBD's are pretty good. Yeah, actually, BBD's and, and his is close. I love to make a great defensive play. I'd rather do that than hit a home run. A catcher must want to catch. He must make up his mind, and it isn't the terrible job it's made out to be. <laughs> and he can't be saying to himself every day, why, oh, why, with so many other positions in baseball, I take up this one. Why, oh, why? <laughs> D-bagging the catcher <laughs> spot pretty hard. Yeah, why, oh, And why? not wrong. 
Wow, wow. If you want to be a good catcher, you can't think about how shitty it is back here. This sucks. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Bill. Uh, he must make up his mind that it is a terrible job. <laughs> this guy was pained. That it isn't the terrible job it's made out to be. Uh, eh, I, this guy's got a sadness to him. I mean, that quote is Eeyore, who I've been obsessed with. Yeah, last, like, you're on a hours. big Eeyore. Qu- wow. No, why? he's saying you can't be Eeyore. But he is. He's saying I lie to myself every day because I'm sad. A little bit. He's saying, wow. But Eeyore wouldn't lie to This himself. is an Eeyore quote. Why, oh, why, with so many other positions in baseball, did I take up this one? Right. That's Eeyore. But he's saying you can't say that. So he's kind of fighting Eeyore. Eeyore but, would say like, and, this, but, he, but, but he's been saying there's a, he's saying there's a lot of Eeyores out there. He's saying he's overcome it, but he really hasn't. And he understands. He, he needs to Eeyores. psych himself out of Eeyoreism. All right, here's some quotes from around the league. Ed Barrow, business manager of the Yankees at the time, said Dickey was not given the credit he deserved. He's a hitter, a workmanlike receiver, man. A workmanlike receiver. A workmanlike receiver. I don't know if that's a compliment or not. Handles pitchers marvelous, marvelously. Has a good arm. Is fast. Is always one jump ahead of the opposition. Dickey does everything well. I like the just is fast. Didn't they all make fun of him? Yeah, they slow? just said he was slow. Maybe he meant of the mind of like anticipating the game. Cause then he said it's always a jump ahead. The opposition fast defensively. Yeah. Reds pitcher, Paul Derringer related to John said, Bill Dickey was the best player on the Yankees because of the way he handles the pitchers. And because of the way he leads the team, he's something more than a great hitter. He's a great thinker. And mechanically, he's just about the perfect catcher. Mm. Orioles manager, Paul Richards, when asked who was the better catcher, Cochran or Dickey, I'd have to pick Dickey. Mm. He didn't have the fire that Cocky did. Cocky had lots of flair, but he didn't have the arm that the Dickster had. Oh, man. We need a player with the last name Cochran. Yeah. Cocky? Yeah. That's good. That is good. I never put that one together. Where did you stand at the time on... Cochran uh, versus, versus Cochran. I was always a Dickey guy. I yeah. like the silent killers, especially from a leadership position like catcher. I had to. I don't like. I don't like the loud catchers. Full disclosure with you. Yeah. If that's okay. Yeah. Um, I had to walk back some of my takes on Mickey Cochran. Yeah. Because I was at first I was on him, and then I I realized that Dickey had him pretty clean. Yeah. I mean, Mickey Cochran would have, like, fucking kicked your ass, dude. If you heard what you were saying about him. He's got the eyes of a killer. Interesting nickname on baseball reference. See this guy right there? He would kill you if he heard you talking crap. That's... Boston University guy sucks to be you. See? Stop it. So family's going to... Yeah, come after you. Better not. Come at me, Cochran. What's his nickname? No, it's a, it's a look up on your own time. Uh, Dickie was a pitcher whisperer, Jim. 
Yes, 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 yes. He worked well with all kinds of pitches, fireballers, spitballers, and finesse curveballers. Had one of the game's most efficient baseball minds. Behind the plate, he took charge of games. Mm. He excelled at earning the trust of pitchers. Pitcher seemed completely confident in his judgment and ability to call game. Yankee staff improved significantly after Bill arrived on the roster. What do you think about that? Well, did the pitchers get better? <laughs> I mean, that's a great like, question. Who are the, who are the, the, that's a great the personnel change. If it's, okay, how about this? That's the shit you can't. Let's go to Bill Dickey's first year. Okay. And see if like all the pitchers are the same. Then, yeah, like I think he gets a lot of credit. Mickey Cochran's first full name is Gordon Stanley Cochran. Yeah, that's why he's so angry. Uh, Yankees pitching staff in 1929. Good squad. Uh, George Pipgrass, Waite Hoyt, Ed Wells, Herpenic. Uh, all ERAs low to high fours. Which does feel like not where you want to be at. Wait, was that Dickie's first full season? Oh boy, what were they the year before that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. My numbers aren't saying that Dickie helped out, jumped the staff. What are they saying? I mean, they were pretty good the year before Dickie played full-time. Oh, so if he gets credit for the jump, he got to get take credit for the dip, is what you're saying? I think so. Okay. Fair's fair. Sorry, Bill Dickey. I mean, you can be sorry. and But, it's, you know, fair is fair. That's what they always <laughs> say. Fifth. <laughs> we got a... There's a couple pitcher quotes on here. Uh, Ernie Bonham, who you guys know won 21 games in 42... I never shake Dickie off. Just let him pitch my game. Sure. Charlie Red Ruffing. Uh, yeah, let's go to fastball to fastball. Charlie Red Ruffing with a phenomenal opener says, Dickie never has bothered me. Never. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Feller, who, Jim, you're a big fan. You've been to the... We've been to his museum. Me and you have a picture uh, outside of his museum. The together. Bob Feller Museum out in... Uh, what town was that? Iowa? Yeah, some, some small town in Iowa. Is there falls in the name? Maybe. We can Google it pretty easily, but where's the fun in that, kids? Uh, can Bob, you type Bob Feller's hometown? Bob Feller said, He's the best catcher I ever saw. I believe I could have won 35 games if Bill Dickey was my catcher. Mm. Van Meter, Iowa. Van Meter. That's we we drove through the entire town of Van Meter. Yeah, it's tiny. Did. Yeah. Yes. Gotta go. Um. It's okay. Bill Dickey, strong defensively from everything I've heard. Yes. I mean, but they're also saying he's good offensively. Right. So what's it all mean? He's a Hall of Famer. I have a clip of him managing the team. Do you want to? Are you interested in that? Sure. Um, it looks like. Here we go. All right. Once BBD gets it on the screen. It looks like he's waving a guy over, trying to get some guys in, in position. 
Wow. Home debut of Bill Dickey as Yankee manager. He too replaces a sick man and a great manager, 59-year-old Joe McCarthy. From the 1929 Chicago National League champs, McCarthy that came in 1931 old. to the American League's fabulous Yankees of Babe Ruth and the late Lou Gehrig. In 15 years, his Yankees won eight pennants and seven world championships. He'll be missed, as Dickey says. I speak for myself and all the boys when I say we're all sincerely sorry that McCarthy left the club. He's a great fellow and a great manager. We'll be out there hustling and battling to bring a pennant back to the stadium. Yes. Now, do you believe him there? He gets the gig when Joe's Can out. You cut on that. That's still a Babe Ruth again. <laughs> Which one? Joe's just popped his head. He's looking in the room. <laughs> just get Joe's in here. I uh, I saw I'll Joe's. I saw Joe's. This mic set up. I saw, I saw Joe's mouth the words. What the fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> Joe's. Well, I mean, look. Come at on, Babe we're live Ruth on Talking right Yanks. There. Come join us. Are you busy? No. Okay. Text. Oh. Said, you say did, after I seen the topic. <laughs> after you saw the topic, you said we need this lockout over now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No way. This is what's happening. <laughs> All right, what Joe. Are you, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> Joe's McFly is here now, and we're talking about Bill Dickey. What do you know about Bill Dickey? His numbers retired. Yes. Yeah, anything else? Confirmed. Um, Happy birthday yesterday, by the way. Happy birthday yesterday, Joe's. Thank you. Thank you. It's Jess's today. We'll wait. We'll wait. I'm like over yours. No, no. Well, tomorrow we'll say happy birthday, Jess. That might be bad for me. That's it. It's a day late thing. You're in trouble. Yeah. Um, Bill Dickey. um, I'm drawing a blank right now. I'm just surprised. That's fine. You know what his nickname is? What? The man nobody knows. Oh, okay. Well, I don't. So you're yeah. like you're like lockstep with everyone. Okay. Want to hear his voice? So he got the managing gig after Joe McCarthy did got sick or died. <laughs> they said they said he's taking over for a sick old man. Yeah, so. another sick man. Another sick man. And so this is uh, you have to rate this one through ten how, the sincerity level of uh, what he's saying here. Now he's the manager now. I speak for myself and all the boys when I say we're all sincerely sorry that McCarthy left the club. He's a great fellow and a great manager. We'll be out there hustling and battling to bring a pennant back to the stadium. Yes, new manager. What do you think? You think he meant that? I mean, I guess, maybe. I don't know. It sounded a little scripted. I don't know if they're really scripted. He didn't seem like a big camera guy. He was very. He looked very shy. Um, I say he's like DJ Lemayhew. Let me look at the date again. I feel like he's not 20. like a short form content guy. No. no, he's not giving me that vibe. Does not fit frogs. No, just the uh. acronym. Maybe mm. it's February twenty fourth, and we're talking about Bill Dickey. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no disrespect to the Dickies. Of no. Episode 699, I just kind of thought maybe we would be talking about over and unders. No. Uh, don't, don't. Joe's. Sorry, I just. What's the over under on the over under episode? Yeah, what's the over under on when we do the over under episode? <clears throat> wait, wait, BBD, I'm back when though. When do we do it? I think at this point in time, you would know what team you have. I, I don't really know. 
You want right. to see uh, Bill Dickey's home run swing? Yes. You ready for this? Yes. Oh, did I mess you up, BBD? Not you, me. Me? Oh, here we go. Okay, now. Here we it's go. It's on screen. All right, let's rate this swing together. Wait, hold on. We need oh. to hear the pop of the bat. No pop of the bat. Just static. Tough replay. Just strictly static. Everyone's jogging home like it's a home run, so that's good. It was a home run. Why did they give his number away? Now do you think that's that's what they're going to do with A-Rod eventually? Jake thinks that new management might come in and uh, retire A-Rod. And may- <clears throat> that's what happened, though. Where there's two eights retired, right? Mm. I think if... Well, I think if A-Rod is part of this new... If there's a new ownership team, if somehow, some way, the Steinbrenner sell... Oh, and A-Rod <laughs> retires his own number? <laughs> that would be crazy. <laughs> I don't think he would... I mean... If that doesn't make the most sense you've ever heard. Wouldn't you? How is Rod? Have you guys talked recently? Yeah, I mean, he's, I think he's had a busy week, All-Star Game. I told him about the warehouse. He said it's cool. He said, oh, wow. Yeah? Yeah, I said, hey, you should come through and play Blitzball. Said, wow. Maybe. Did he get a hit off us? I mean, I don't know. He's hit 600. I think A-Rod would be nasty. I think he'd probably have more fun pitching. Yeah, a lot of people do. So. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'd be surprised. It's hard to throw a blitz ball. I've learned. Now, <clears throat> I have a video here of Babe Ruth and friends singing <clears throat> for He's a Jolly Good Fellow to 81-year-old Connie Mack. Mm. Is this something you're interested in? Babe Ruth is singing this. Babe Ruth and friends are singing... For he's a jolly good fellow to Connie Mack. I sure am. Babe Ruth's voice is always like super deep, I feel like. He had throat cancer. Oh. Oh, sure. Okay. So. So. Tough. Thanks, Jimmy. Jeez. I didn't give it to him. It's probably all the cigars. Yeah, cigars. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, here it is. There's Babe. Babe looks great. Good audio. And there you go. That was it. What did you think about that? Right here, Robert. Um, how crazy that humans have existed forever. I always kind of marvel at that, like how long existence is. And uh, I saw black and white. I saw a preserved head today. Uh, it's been preserved for two hundred years and still looks uh, exactly like a human. And it's like humans have been around forever. Did you buy a ticket to that? No. It's like this serial killer in Scandinavia. Would you Would you buy a ticket to that? To see a head in a jar or Babe Ruth saying he's a jolly good fellow? Wasn't Ted Williams like... That put butts in the seats for me. Didn't they do that to Ted Williams? I think so. The whole Ted Williams thing got off the deep end quick. Yeah. No, I know that. The, the whole story. Yeah. Like, off the reservation. Yeah. Right? I'd buy a ticket to see that guy. <laughs> the head or Ted Williams? Yes. Well, yeah. I'm a real nerd for these things. The head in the jar might be behind you. I don't want you to get startled. But that's a serial killer, and they put his head in a jar 
They put the killer's head in the jar. No. And now it's they printed out a picture, and then they put it inside of the bowl, so it gives that little effect. I don't know. This guy died in 1841. Why is he there? It's Why now like a museum. Why is he currently on the screen? I don't know what happened. We are talking about Bill Dickey, and now we're talking about how it's crazy that humans have been around for so long, and Joe's birthday yesterday, and Jake's getting beat up by... Mickey Cochran. We'll go back to the we'll go back to the Bill Dickey stuff. I would I would go to SeatGeek. Yeah. And I would get yeah. two tickets to see the to see Babe Ruth singing He's a Jolly Good Fellow mm-hmm. with some severed heads. I think you gotta give Joe's uh your necklace and I'd go to SeatGeek to buy this happen. I think it's now his because it was his birthday yesterday. Mm. And his name starts with J. J. Do you like the letter J? And use code That's Yanks for twenty dollars. Use code Yanks for twenty dollars off your first SeatGeek order. Uh, Yanks for twenty dollars off your first SeatGeek order. They rate all the tickets zero to ten. Red is bad, green is good, and um, wow! Have you commandeered his necklace now? I don't know what's happening. This is now we are in a the the Blitzball League. Um, the tournament's going on right now. Thanks. We already started filming the next. League. No spoilers. No spoilers at all, but we film again tomorrow. Yes. Jake and Joe's, I think, are facing each other tomorrow, and maybe the necklace is on the line. Oh, yes. And you guys will have to find out in June when that episode gets released. <laughs> yeah. If you remember the Bill Dickey episode. Yeah. Uh, these episodes will blend together if if they don't find the... Okay, here, how about this, Joe? This is a choker. Yes. Jake's got a small neck. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, Bill Dickey had a remarkable memory and used that knowledge to remember opposing hitters' weaknesses. Mm. He's a professional catcher. He, uh, did, he did his job. Yeah. After the 1943 World Series, Dickey was in an elevator with a soldier who told Dickey, I bet you don't remember me. <laughs> Everyone's favorite sentence. Everyone's to favorite hear. sentence. I love when that happens to me. And Dickie said, "Sure, I do. We used to pitch you high and inside. If we pitched you outside, wham! It was ball game." Said that to everyone. Just fluffed them up. <laughs> that was his going away speech to everyone. The soldier was Joe Gattenbean, an obscure infielder who briefly played with the Philadelphia Athletics. Chances that he remembered him. No shot. See, for me, this ties into some of the stuff about humans being around. Like, Bill Dickey didn't go home and watch Netflix. Like, I think Bill Hickey, Bill Dickey went home and was like, Joe Gambean likes the outside fastball. I sat and stared at the wall. I'm being honest. Like, that's what he did that's at night? That's what he did. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. That is all right. <laughs> One could argue that Dickey is the best offensive catcher ever. Do you agree with that, Joe? That one could argue it? You could argue whatever you want. So there we go. Okay. So you're full agreement that Dickie is one of the best, best offensive catchers best ever. Catcher ever. No, I did, no way. I did not say that. Uh, for argument. I'm saying Dickie that you joined, can argue anything you want. For nine years, he hit 300 almost every year, but was overshadowed by teammates Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig and Tigers yeah. catcher Mickey Cochran and oh Cubs Gabby Hotnit, who were the top catchers in baseball. He rarely struck out. I'll say this. Um, we love a good baseball reference page. 
Bill Dickey's walk strikeout numbers are insane. Career, 678 walks, 289 strikeouts. More than doubled walks to strikeouts. I feel like people did not really strike out back then at all. I mean, A... Yogi Berra's numbers striking out is... Obviously, the pitchers weren't as gross, but it was also such a pride thing to not strike out. Yes. Can you read... That I miss uh, a little bit. Can you read what manager Miller Huggins told... Told um, sure can. Bill Dickey, because Bill Dickey was swinging for the fences a little too much in his first season. He said this in a whisper as he pulled aside. End of the dugout. Stop unbuttoning your shirt on every pitch. We pay one player here for hitting home runs, and that's Babe Ruth. So choke up and drill the ball. That way you'll be around here longer. Just like that in that voice. Yeah. Said it. it was a little more was a good. Whisper. That was really it was good. a little more hushed. I did it a little louder for yeah, the... Yeah. For the show, just because yeah. I want people to hear. Yes. Because really it was like, it was like, a, stop unbuttoning your shirt on every pitch. It's like right in there. Right in there. Right in his ear. So you think he pulled him like. He I think he had him, him back of the head. Like a, like a mafia style. I think he unbuttoned the top button. Stop unbuttoning your shirt on every pitch. No, I think he buttoned it. He buttoned it back up. For I him. think he unbuttoned it to button it. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, his 1936 batting average of 362 is the highest single season average ever recorded by a catcher until that cheater, Mike Piazza, tied the record in 1997 wow. while on drugs. Hey. <laughs> hey. I'm going I'm to I'm pull the plug on that. I made up a lot of that sentence for yeah. shock factor. I don't think, I don't think Piazza I, did drugs well with the Dodgers. Okay. Go check out Piazza's well, player. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, Welcome to Last from the Past. Yeah. Piazza's stats are pretty crazy. And then Joe Maurer also broke it with a casual 365 mm. in 09. He was a beast. What else happened in 09? Oh, the Yankees won. Aha! Wow, Joe, a video of Joe DiMaggio talking about how good Bill Dickey was. Now, this I got to hear. So I, I believe when you look back, that that Yankee dynasty during that period of time was something to behold. Gehrig had some fantastic years. Bill Dickey had some great years. But he certainly was one of the great catchers of all time. As a matter of fact, in my opinion, he was the greatest catcher. From 1936 to 39, the Yankees were the best. With Wow. The Yankees were the best. Let's get back to those Yankees. Um... Okay, now we have uh, Bicky, Dicky, Bicky. That was Bill Dicky for short. He, here he is taking some practice cuts. What do you guys think about, about these practice cuts? That's DiMaggio. That's, that's Joe D. Um, Pretty sure that's Joe D. Looks a lot like Yelich there. Oh, no. Is that Dicky? I hope not. The glasses on? Oh, no. Wait, does he not have glasses on? No glasses. I think he's just injured. That's a great blitz ball swing. Like it's a great blitz ball swing. Yes, Stoudemire. DiMaggio looks like Yelich a little bit. You know what? Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I can't unsee it now. There he is. He's just playing a little pepper. That bat probably weighs two pounds. That's a uh, pounds. Yeah, that's fake. That's a fake bat. Joe D looks happy there. They look so happy. This was what we should be watching right now. Yeah. Back when single numbers Damn. existed. I'd like the Yankees to bring back Pepper. A little Pepper. Yeah. 
They don't even do infield outfield. <laughs> Why would they do pepper? <laughs> like, I would love for them to do infield outfield. Wow, he got in a fight. Bill Dickey did. Bill Dickey? He was known as a reserve professional and honorable guy, which is why this incident was so surprising. During the first game of a doubleheader. Oh, well. What's the percentage of fights that happen in doubleheaders? You just, you know, you get a little more angsty, the Romine fight. I mean, the bigger thing for me is July 4th. So Bill Dickey's proud. Yeah. That's yeah. a bad day to mess with The Bill guy he Dickey. fought was, uh, he didn't fight in the Light war. coming. I don't know. That wasn't a lie. Know. It's a guess. I think he, the guy he fought didn't fight in the war, and he was mad It was a guess it. that could be a lie. During the first game of doubleheader in Washington, D.C. on July 4th, Dickey wasn't, during ni- in 1932, Dickey was involved in a particular rough tag play at home. Senator runner Carl Reynolds had come barreling into Dickey. He tagged him out. Reynolds, not aware he was called out, darted back towards home plate since he wasn't sure if he had touched it during the collision. Dickey saw him coming out of the corner of his eye, assumed Reynolds wanted to start a fight. Trying to protect himself, Dickey punched him in the face and broke his jaw. I got to be honest here, I think Dickey's in the wrong. I, I think the they way both the, kept playing, too. The way the story's told... <laughs> Yes. He was very sorry about it. He if, was suspended $1,000. If Reynolds was coming and actually work. looking for smoke, which who knows how the story's changed he's over playing, time. He's playing it off. But, yeah, it's a borderline sucker punch. And Bill Dickey said, I was never so sorry in my life. Yeah, which his kids hate because he did some fucked up shit. <laughs> If you reincarnated Bill Dickey and put him on this <laughs> Yankee team, right. who's, like who's his personality guy? Like who's his guy? DJ. We think DJ. LeMay. Yeah, yes. yeah. We're pretty uh, sure he was suspended. He was suspended. Um, <laughs> he was suspended and fined with a little bit of licky thousand dollars, which is twenty grand in today's day and age. It's good money. Yeah, it's decent money. So yeah, it was a sucker punch. <laughs> yeah. Suspended 30 days. Yeah. The whole month. Um, and then his career was shortened because he went to the Navy. He was drafted in 1944, even though he's 37 and had bad sinuses. Oh, my God. Mm. You ever think about a lot of these guys' numbers that did go to the, you know, went to war, like right. Joe DiMaggio, and you're like, you look at those numbers, you're like, even Yogi Berra, like... They missed so much time, you know, going to war. I wonder what their numbers would have actually been like if they actually played the whole right. time. Well, Ted Williams would have been. There's a documentary on uh, 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 Ted Williams when he wasn't planning on coming back to play baseball. And he just went to a Red Sox game just like to hang out after the war. And just then it just took BP just because like, he was there. And he was just like hitting the ball like crazy. And then he was like, all right, I'm going to play. So that's where Michael Jordan got that from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Ted, Ted Williams missing three years. The year before he left, second in the MVP. The year he came back, first in the MVP. What were his numbers that first year he came back? Uh, it was casual. Uh, 342, 497, 1.164 OPS. <laughs> just, just make believe to me. He's 22 for the year he batted 406. By the way, Ted Williams, 2021 career walks, 709 career strikeouts. Nobody struck out. 
Almost triple the walks. He be, Dickey became the first base coach and catching coach. He taught Yogi. He taught Elston and kind of uh-huh. like, here's a video of Yogi talking about Dickey, which is, wow. Take a loss. I really can take a loss. I was a lousy catcher until <laughs> I got Bill Dickey there. And Dickey worked me hard. And uh, I liked it, though, like what he did for me. I know everything to Bill Dickey. I really do. He made me a good catcher out of block balls. I try to do that to some of the kids today. They got their own style, some of them today, you know. And everybody tells me, boy, you're so short. I said, well, I make a good target. I don't have to bend down so far. <laughs> I'm in the strike zone all the time. But uh, but Dickey, he really worked me, boy. He worked me to death. And I, I loved him for it. And... Uh, and then it came easy. It came easy for me. They're like a lot of people, I try to tell, tell them, I know they take that crow hop now, you know, when they throw the second baseline on. I feel bad. See, I used to go, I go into a ball when they got, I could let you swing a bat and I go across home plate, you won't hit me. With no mask on. Love Yogi. Yogesh. I can hear him talk all day. I drive oh, sometimes on Yogi Berra. Lane. Wanna take baby James for drives. Okay. It's a good road. That's I don't, I'm not familiar. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. Um it's nice. What? Lou Lou Gehrig audio? Of him Ooh. saying he's against night games? This is gonna end the show. Do we have another read? I think so. Oh, wow, this is great because Tops is giving away wow. an NFT of Mickey Mantle, wow. also another great Yankee, and uh, it is being auctioned on the Open Sea at March 1st at 1 p.m. Open Sea is an NFT auction platform where people can make bids to win highly prized NFT collectibles. The card being used in the NFT front and back are from an actual card in the original 1952 release. That was digitally scanned and pulled from Topps Digital Archive specifically to be used in this one-of-one NFT. The winner of the auction will also have the rare opportunity to have a 30-minute interview video or video interview with Mickey Mantle's sons, Danny and David Mantle. March 1st, 1 p.m. Eastern. For more information, visit TopsTimeless.com. Here's audio of Yogi Bear or uh, Lou Gehrig. I've only ever heard his speech. Right. You with Lou Gehrig. Lou is... Uh... Baseball played differently now than when you first started playing? Well, that's a difficult question. I think it, it was played harder, and it was ma- made more difficult for the young man years ago than it is today. The uh, young man 15, 20 years ago, when I broke in, had to go out and fight his way for a job. And the young man today is surrounded with the old-timer's advice and experience. So you can see readily where the difference lies. Lou, what's your opinion of night baseball? Well, night baseball is strictly a show (laughs) and is strictly advantageous to the owner's pocketbook. But as far as being uh, a true exhibition of baseball, I don't think I can say it is. And it's very hard and very difficult on the ballplayers themselves. We often hear about ballplayers, ballplayers, Lou. Now, of course, the fans all have their favorites. But ballplayers see things that the fans don't see. So who would you say has been the ballplayer's ballplayer? Well, there's no question about uh, the three 
greatest and most outstanding ball players in the history of baseball have been Ruth, Cobb, and Wagner. Now, personally, uh, personally. Ruth was a typical fans ball player, and Cobb was a typical individual ball player because I believe he had more enemies on the ball field mm -hmm. than any man in the history of baseball because he played it so hard and he, he thought of nobody. I mean, cutting or slashing or anything to gain his end, he went through. And yet, I think Hannes Wagner was a typical yes. ball player's ball player or the manager's yes. ball player because he was always thinking Hannes. of winning and, and doing what he could for the other fellow and for himself and for his manager and for his ball club and for the fans. That's Babe Ruth, Ty Cobb, and Honus White. <laughs> That's right. Do you yes. think there's really a difference in the brand of baseball played in the national and in the... I'm going to stop yeah. it. Yeah. I Do not bring Lou Gehrig into 2022. <laughs> he will... Yeah. I mean, you talk about... Like back then, like get off my, get off my. Uh, yeah. Job, you know, like How that. old do you think he was when he was talking there? Um, I feel like he's still like kind of like in his prime kind of thing. Two eighty two. No, nope, he wasn't two hundred eighty two. Okay, that's not wrong. Guess what? Why would you? Yeah, higher or low, lower than that. Do you think he was older or younger than you are right now? You just turned thirty six. He's probably 33? No, he's 36. Oh, shit. He's your age. Yes. How come you don't sound like that? I don't know. How come you're not saying stuff like, what a young man's game? No, I mean. A ball player's ball player. Maybe we should start talking like that. Can we do an interview with a guy and just like steal these questions? Sure. That's a perfect example. Very difficult on the ball players themselves. Favorites, but ball players see things that players do. On the ball players I gotta, I gotta know this question. We often hear about ball players, ball players do. Now, of course, the fans all have their favorites, but ball players see things that the fans don't see. So, who would you say has been the ball players' ball player? Okay. Well, there's no Next time we have like we we're going to try and get like, we're trying to interview a Yankee soon, and we should clip that and just say he, we have a question from a beat reporter that's in another room in the office. Yeah. You gotta say it in that. Or you're gonna play that. We're just game. gonna play that audio. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh, but it's gonna be Lou. Lou Gehrig's night uh, games take. Are there any Lou's in the league right now? Yeah. Lou Merloni, Lou Whitaker. Um, are there any Lou's? Aaron Loop. Oh, uh, Luke. Luke. Voight is Lewis. Yes. Um, Lord Escurial, so Lou Lou Trevino. Um, All right, we'll get Lou Trevino on here. Luis Head. Gehrig's take on night games should just be a heads up to any of you with hot takes on Twitter. If you hear about something new, you might sound dumb. Let it breathe for a little bit. What was his initial response? It's just, just for show? Fucking money grab? Baseball for the line in the owner's pockets. <laughs> how did he it's say, just, it's not he, a true exhibition. How did he say Honus? Honus. 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 Hannes was a manager's ball player. Oh, okay. Kind of shitted on Cobb. Ruth was a fan's ball player. <laughs> yeah. Cobb was an individual's ball player. Yeah, that was, I mean, <laughs> he was honestly, if that quote came out today, that would like, you know, we always, if MLB ends up on like first take or sports center, we're like, look at, they're talking about baseball. Like that would be on there. And they'd be like, is, is Lou disrespecting Babe Ruth? He's just for the fans? 
All these home what, runs. What three do you fit, do you think fit that right now? Oh, okay. A fan's ball player, an individual's ball player, and a manager's ball Yankees player. Yankees or league? I guess we'll do Yankees. It's talking Yankees. Manager's talking easy. Brett Gardner. He's a manager's ball player. Oh, okay. Yes. Or DJ. Or DJ. Or DJ, yeah. Um, I feel like... Stan? Stanton would be the, the fan. Yeah. Stanton? I think the, so. No, it's Ironic, Judge. Everyone. I feel like it would be Judge would be the fans' ball player. But I think, yeah. The fans love him a lot. But I think Garrick is meaning it as an insult. Yeah. Think he meant that as he's an just, insult? Because he didn't, like, him. They didn't like each other. Like he's mm. just an entertainer. But maybe he didn't. Mm. Judge fits as well. Hits home runs, is huge, throws yeah. people out. What was the third option? Individual. Like, because everyone hated Kyle. Which, which one's an asshole? <laughs> You'd rather not go there on Talking not Yanks. On Talking yeah. Yanks, yes. Individual ball ball. Jimmy wants to answer so That's bad. so tough because... I'm trying to think. I can't even think of someone. Back First then, thing I thought it was Chase Headley. Back then, if you were <laughs> good... I don't know. Back then, know. if you were good on a bad team, I think you were almost viewed as like an inf- individual, not good team player, where baseball's like... Flip the script on that. They're like, if you're good at baseball... We get it. We get that it's a team. Would like Harper, because, you know, a lot of fans hate him and he has enemies at people. I could see that. Yeah. I think that makes sense. That makes sense. Harper. I'm trying to think about who else. I think it's unfair. I like Harper. Yeah. It'd be rude. Harper plays like hard nonstop. Yeah. He does. I don't know what he means. I never, I never saw. would get the reputation. I never saw Cobb play. No. But nobody has a nice thing to say about him. Nobody has a nice thing to say about him. Yeah. Including well, Lou Gehrig. This is ball players, ball player. But then none of them were ball players, ball players. They're fans, ball players, individual ball players, and but they were the Yeah, did not answer the question. Tough to say. That's the episode. Ted Williams first year, nineteen thirty nine. Mm-hmm. Last year, nineteen sixty. Twenty one years? Yeah. Uh, 19 years because he missed three because of the but war. Spanned. But spanned. Yeah. So Jeter's the same. Yeah. It's just he he did it well with 41. the years that you hear. And he was going to 39. 39 and, like, and 60. Yeah. Yeah. 39 and 60. Yeah. Bill Dickey. That's awesome. And now everyone knows who he is. Go Yanks. Tell him, Grams. Go Yankees. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for joining us, Joe. Thanks, Joe's. Thanks, Rape Strong. Bringing all that. Happy birthday. Bill Dickey knowledge. Stealing Jake's train. Thank you so much.